Hey guys, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of the Geeks and Gamers Podcast. Uh, this should have been Episode 3, but due to some technical errors with some audio and upgrading to Windows 10, which I'll talk about more later, uh, we had to scrap it and just move on, so this is Episode 2. Um, you all know me by now, I'm Luke, Speedy Sheldon, for you who go by nicknames, and today I'm joined by our very own Grenade, Scott. Hello. Master Oranto, Paul. <laughs> nice. Hi. Our resident non-geek, Dan. Hello. And last seat in this virtual room goes to the noob, Steph. Greetings. <laughs> so, so over the last week, we've seen the major release of the next generation of desktop and tablet OS. Um, just about everyone here has made the jump to Windows 10 since its release on the 29th of July. But a few of us still remain in the past. Um, a couple of those people, unfortunately, couldn't be here today, but we've still got one. Uh, for those of us who have made the jump, we've noticed several really nifty and cool features, but also several bugs and features either not working properly or that we completely disagree with on a moral level. So, before we begin, I'd just like to ask who here has made the jump and from what operating system did you make the jump? Myself, I went from 7 to 10. Um, Steph, what did you go from? I went from Windows 8.1 to 10. Dan, what did you go from? I went from Windows 7 to 10. And Scott? Yep, 7 to 10 for me too. And Paul's still sat there on 7. Yes. So, anyway, let's let's kick off our Windows 10 review discussion by talking about who is completely happy with their upgrade so far. Um, I'm sure everyone here has discovered some flaws with the Microsoft, Microsoft's new flagship OS. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some great features that we all love as well. Um, but that being said, being an early adopter also means that we get stuck with some initial release bugs. Not that there should be that many due to how long it's been in beta testing. I know that you, Steph, you found some quite massive flaws within yep. within uh, Windows 10. So I'm going to hand it over to you and you can, you know, have your rant. My rant. Uh, for starters, my Xbox app does not work on, um, on Windows 10. It, it seems to be quite a few errors. And it could be linked to the fact I have upgraded from 8.1 to 10. Um, there hasn't been a fixed release yet, according to Xbox support. So I cannot stream my Xbox. Not too much of a problem, because I just have to switch channels on my TV. But a bit of a nuisance, because it was an app I was looking forward to. There was also the Microsoft rights. If you did an Express installation, um, that it seems Microsoft want a bit too much information for my comfort, such as your data input. Um, and for, basically you, what, what, um, what you're saying to upgrade the Cortana, um, I did a customised install as standard and I was not happy with a lot of features which were going to be automatically um, installed, so I disabled quite a lot of them. During the installation process, um, I, I have uh, for my PC I use a, um, uh, what, what do you call it, it's like a, you plug an Ethernet cable into a plug socket which uh, plugs into the router downstairs. And um, that stopped me from having all my drivers updated, so I had to do them all manually. Um, so my graphics card kept pestering me to get um, updated, and some other drivers, like my keyboard, had to be updated. Uh, some other issues I found with the actual operating themselves, the operating system itself, that I didn't like the start menu. I think, you know, when they said it's going to be similar to 7, 
looking at it first off it didn't look great so i've made it look more bit bit more like 8.1 but the app you can't resize the um application sizes so it is still pretty small considering i'm using a 42 inch tv as a laptop uh, as a pc monitor and then the the actual list you've got i don't think it looks that great because you have to keep scrolling and scrolling and you know and in 8.1 you could just type in the start main start screen and you can see what you're typing on this one if you're searching for an app you're typing but it won't necessarily appear up until like you've typed in three letters which i think is a really bad flaw yeah and then all i didn't like was some default apps got installed i disabled most of them i got rid of them can't uninstall my xbox app to try reinstalling as a default thing when something's broken you reinstall it uh didn't like edge it looked like internet explorer too much i won't be using it until i know more about the security features and i disabled the search menu at the start bar because it got in my way and personally i didn't like it so so far i wish i didn't upgrade well okay so you find a fair few flaws in yours um now I would pass this over to Dan, but he seems to have disappeared on us. So, uh, Scott, you said to me earlier that you found a few minor flaws in yours. Um, I'm guessing they're probably not quite as bad as what Steph's been pointing out. So, you know, what what are the sort of cons you've found so far? Um, I agree with one of the things that Steph uh, pointed out, which was the installation process and the fact that you really have to go to the point of doing a custom installation for it to be fully secure. That also applies to the updates that come in you do not get a choice whether you install the updates or not and some of the updates that have come in so far i've had a couple that have been unstable and have caused this uh rather funky blue window of death i believe it's called i've never seen that before well i have on older laptops but not in this one um but yeah because of that installation process and you do not get the opt-in or out it can cause problems with the the whole interface i think a few people have maybe found that um, I disagree with Steph's criticism of Windows Edge. I think it looks really quite slick browser, and it reminds me of pretty much the ones that were on Windows 8 or how it appears on Windows phones. It's pretty quick. It's pretty easy to use, easy to get around, easy to customise. My only one complaint of it is, and again, I guess it links to Steph's security concerns, um, I dislike the fact that you can't install any ad blockers on it or anything like that. There's no real scope to extend Edge at the moment, and I guess that's just because it's in its infancy, so you're kind of stuck with what you've got. Um, I haven't really explored it in a huge amount of depth yet, if I'm being totally honest. When I did install it, I was a bit disgruntled at the fact that I lost, and this is probably my own fault, I lost the fact that I had Office on the previous uh, version of Windows that I had. Uh, as soon as I installed the new version, that disappeared. Um, final thing, I guess, which occurred about 10 minutes ago. I turned on the Xbox app and connected my controller to it via the cable, USB cable. And as soon as I unplugged it again, I had to manually reconfigure and resync the controller back to the Xbox console again. They're really small things, and I'm sure they'll eventually be fixed, but on the whole, certainly nowhere near the level of problem that Steph's found. Um, I've got a response quickly to the Windows security updates. Right. Because uh, obviously part of my job, I do research into um, IT. Uh, apparently it's uh, due to stops. Um, when Microsoft finds a security flaw, it's an automatic update instead of expecting the user to manually update it. And that right. was basically the reasoning behind it. But I'm not too happy with that feature, to be honest, either. Right. Okay. Um, 
when it comes to obviously the updates, I mean, I just use my computer for obviously recording things like this and doing a bit of um, of the cover work and stuff in GIMP and just general bits and bobs. You know, I don't really use my computer for a lot or have really that much sensitive data on it. So when it comes to that side of it, I'm not that fussed. Um, I mean, Scott, one of the problems obviously you pointed out with the Xbox controller, that is just the way it's probably always going to be because once you plug it into the computer and download the drivers and it connects up to the computer it's registered as that computer's pad so you're going to have to resync it again every time anyway luckily i've got two pads so i don't have that problem but you know we'll, we'll move on a bit um dan what are the flaws that you've found with windows 10 so far so <clears throat> while using windows 10 of course i came across a lot of good features that i liked but I also came across a few that worry me a bit. One of these is the fact that Windows 10 seemingly is causing my computer to randomly crash at certain times. Um, before, my computer did have a few instances of crashing, but never like this. Basically, when it crashes, it's coming up with a uh, blue screen that does not display any information that is meant to help you. All it comes up with is a, you know, a sad, smart, sad smiley emoticon, and that's really not helpful. And I don't know why Microsoft decided to take out the original blue screen and actually give you information on what was wrong with the computer with the identification code and everything. It's a bit. I I, I don't like that, and I'd I'd like them to bring back. If the computer was to ever break down, I want to have information, and I want to have that blue screen that gives you information. <clears throat> also, I have noticed that there have been some weird happenings on my desktop. For starters, I realised that a lot of my notifications, such as the volume control, had disappeared from the corner of the screen, and I didn't know what the hell was going on. It took me about five reboots to get them back, and I have no idea what the hell caused this, but I guess it's just, you know, launch bugs. Um, other than that, I didn't really have much more uh, much trouble. Um, of course, um, Cortana, I haven't got the chance to try Cortana yet, as it is not currently available to use in Ireland, which is quite annoying, but, well, I'll just have to wait. To be honest, some of the stuff you've actually said is quite similar. I mean, one of the things before this that um, I was having trouble with is when I booted up Skype, um, it wasn't really my headset, so I had to go into my settings and alter all my settings. So some of my you know, settings have changed within, obviously, the sound mixer and recording settings. So that's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Um, I mean, obviously, both of you have said that you've had the blue screen, both you and Scott, and now that's not something I've had, though... I have found that I do get random app and browser closes without any warning as to, you know, normally back in the day it'd say this program's not responding and then you'd have the choice to end it or, you know, wait it out. Well, on this so far it just drops out and you have no explanation and whatever you were doing has disappeared and you have to start again, which is highly irritating. I mean, a couple of the other cons I've had, I mean, one thing I've noticed using it on a laptop is it's actually pushing my laptop, both both mine and my partner's laptops, um, it's pushing the CPU very hard. Um, you know, I mean, when I used to run Windows 7 on mine, my, my laptop was quiet. With this, it's constantly got the fans going. So it's, it's clearly, clearly putting some pressure onto the CPU. Um, I mean, I used to use the Chrome browser, and I've now moved over to Edge because I really, really like this Edge browser, um, which I'll talk more about later. But when I try to go back to using Chrome, it's practically non-responsive. It, it seems as though it's not designed to work with Windows 10. I don't know. 
that's another thing I've found. Um, there's a couple of other things. One is that the Netflix app doesn't stream properly. If you minimise it to do something in the background, well, I say you, you would minimise the app into the background, you would do something in the foreground, whether that be browsing internet or whatever. When you come to bring it back up, it stops. It doesn't just carry on playing, it will just stop, and then you have to restart it again, which is not massive, but annoying. Okay, my other half is currently saying it is, you know, so there you go. But I think the last one that's quite a big one for me is that you can't play DVDs unless you were signed up for the Windows Media Center on either Windows 8.1 or 7. If you've upgraded and you haven't got the Media Center, then you can't play a DVD without the Windows DVD app, which is due to be released into the store for people who, you know, didn't have the Media Center to start off with, but there's no date on that yet. So, I mean, I've tried a couple of others. I've tried the, the good old-fashioned VLC player. I've tried both the app and the full software, and for some reason, neither will play DVDs. It'll pick up that the DVD is in the drive, and everything like that, and it'll try to play it, but it just won't do it. Right, so, now I've all said some cons. Um, I mean, obviously, Paul, you've not upgraded yet. So, after you've heard all the cons, what are your current thoughts? Um, well, I'm at the point of it's ready to, to install, so the software is available for me. I may delay it for a week or two now, just because, one, it's Eleanor's laptop. If it was my own, I would have just ran with it and dealt with the bugs and fixed anything that came up. But because it's actually Eleanor's laptop, I will hold off. Um, because the blue screen is can be a bit more problematic than normal. But um, overall, I'm more looking forward to it. And I would like to hear the cons as well to kind of assess it a bit more. Right, okay. Um, I think you mean the pros, but yeah, yeah we'll carry on. Right, yeah. <laughs> my head's uh, up my arse. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I was about to say that, so you'd nick my line off me, you know. Um, we'll move on and uh, cover some pros now and see if we can sort of change your mind with whether it's actually worth upgrading yet or not. Um, obviously, as I said, we've all covered our own cons um, that we all have with the new system. Now it's time to sort of give it its better side um, so as not to seem too harsh. Um, there's many great features that have released along with Windows 10. Um, now, Scott, I'm going to pass it to you first because you, you quite like a lot of the new features, so I want you to take it away and tell the people out there what they're missing if they haven't upgraded yet. I've certainly enjoyed fiddling with it, to be honest. I've not had a great in-depth analysis of it, of all the inner workings, but uh, on a superficial level, it looks very nice. I really like the new uh, start menu. I like the fact that it's easy to navigate to everything that you've... Uh, you would typically use, and uh, the start menu itself is sort of evolutionary, and it's that it starts to register your more favourite apps, which is something I think was a criticism of Windows 8. So it's taking the good things from Windows 8 and blending it with a more standard start menu, which I guess since you start at that point, um, it's, it's a good introduction to the new system itself. I think it looks very sharp. Uh, it's certainly a lot nicer than the Windows 7 version that I had previously. The fact that it enables you to pair up your computer system with phones, the Xbox, to make sure that everything is integrated in the one place is something that I particularly like. Okay, I understand there are security concerns possibly, meaning that if you can hack one thing, you can hack them all. But for the time being, um, I think it's quite nice to be able to easily link up the various devices. As someone that has a somewhat busy schedule, I quite like the fact that uh, Cortana is now enabled on Windows 10. Um, it enables you not only to search the web with a greater degree of ease, but 
effectively it works as an Outlook calendar, as a planner. Effectively, you have your own PA on Windows 10. She'll give you reminders of when you've got meetings coming up. She'll give you reminders of things that you put into it. And I'm aware these are all features that exist on uh, very bog-standard mail environments, but to have everything integrated onto the, the main desktop is quite nice. And it also blends in nicely with the sort of application center. Um, everything comes up on your uh, left, on the right-hand side of the screen. I guess it depends how you have it set up. Maybe you do have it on the left. But for me, everything on the right-hand side comes up with notifications of things that I have to do, things that I'm working on, which is nice. And then it's really quite a small thing. So I have tried the Xbox streaming uh, thing. To me, it doesn't make much sense at the moment. Okay, there's perhaps the chance that if I decide not to want to game while sitting in the living room, I can perhaps use it whilst I'm in bed. The fact that it only seems to work on the home network, again, I think there are a number of hacks around this, so you can access the Xbox remotely, uh, uh, so long as the Wi-Fi setup is public or something to that effect. I'm not a tech head, so forgive me if I'm waffling nonsense here, but for the moment, I can only access the Xbox if I'm on the same network. And I live in a very small apartment, so it doesn't make much sense. But it is a useful feature, and I enjoyed playing with it. I guess, finally, um, just a couple of the simple features that it includes. This might sound like a really pointless statement, but the fact that you can now use command prompt on a full window is something that is particularly useful. It's not a revolutionary change, but for someone that uses command prompt quite regularly, it's really quite nice to be able to expand out to the full screen rather than the sort of half screen or small box thing that we've dealt with since very, very early versions of Windows. And even the Alt-Tab thing is a lot more simple. And I guess finally, the resource monitor. So if you go to the uh, task manager, previously you could see how intensively your CPU was being used, how intensively the memory was being used, etc. This actually allows you now to be able to look at the specific breakdown of what's using that and where you can perhaps look to free up some space or computational processing power, which I think is really quite nice. Yeah, I mean, a couple of the pros there that you've said are actually things I picked up on. I mean, I think Cortana is quite a handy little thing. I've not had enough time to play about with it properly or set mine up yet because for some reason my whole PC installed in different languages because obviously to use Cortana you have to make sure that your speech language, your writing language and your keyboard language are all the same so I had to sort of go and download language packs to get it set up and then for some reason it won't register the internal mic properly but you know they're all cons but when it works Cortana is fantastic as you said you know very very handy bit of kit. At this point again I was going to ask Dan but He's having some real bad connection problems during these recordings, so I'm gonna I'm gonna fly away with my stuff, and if Dan comes back before we're ready to wrap up, I'll let him get his bit in. So, obviously, Scott, you also mentioned the Xbox app. I think the Xbox app's great when it works. Obviously, um, Steph was saying earlier she can't get hers to work. Mine works fine, but it just drops. You know, as I was saying earlier, there's the the random crashing um so i've been using it for things like um tracking my achievements um and also you can earn achievements from windows games within the store and track them on the app at the same time the game streaming on it seems to work quite well though i have noticed the odd bit of lag whether that's input lag or lag in the system uh, in my wi-fi system i don't know but moving on from that i mean there's one little thing in the xbox app that i wish they would tweak and that one little thing is why can they not integrate the xbox app with the xbox one smart glass app because when I went into the store, it just brings up your Microsoft store rather than the um, Xbox store. But 
generally the Xbox app when it works is fantastic and it's clearly a work in progress so I'm happy with it when it works the next thing I actually really like I, I love the Edge browser to make a pun it really has got the Edge um, it's quick, it's reliable it's it's just everything that you need I mean obviously like you said there's no pop up blocker which can be a bit annoying and there's a few little uh, things that I had on Chrome which you know little apps that I had added on which I can't add on to the Edge browser but generally I find it's it's very clean it's very quick and yeah, I like the fact that they've now they've taken what Chrome did where you could write whatever you're searching into the start box at the top into your web um, web address box and it would search so I'm happy with that um, one thing I will note with it though is to change your search settings you actually have to go onto Google and then go into your options and change it which is a bit of a nightmare but I'm sure they'll edit that over time and the last thing really that I like about it is the fact that I mean I had Windows 8.1 on my desktop and now I've got a laptop and you know obviously I went back to Windows 7 with the laptop and now I like the fact that it's a mix it's a good mix of Windows 7 it's got everything you want from Windows 7 and it's got a good mix of Windows 8.1 if the two Windows OS's had a love child this would be it in short um, I love the fact that there's the app integration within the start menu you know I think that's I think that's absolutely fantastic I love the fact that you know you can just you can bring up your start menu and there's the weather in front of you it's just like yeah Ace, you know, or you get to the store. One thing I will complain about, though, is why have they stuck Candy Crush on there? That's quite irritating, but slightly, slightly besides the point. Um, but generally, I mean, for me wrapping this up myself, I I enjoy it. I think it's great. It does still have some cons, but, you know, generally, I think it's, it's still a work in progress. And being an early adopter, uh, you know, I'm happy to be and just plough through and give the feedback. That's one of the features I will say, actually, that I've just thought of. When you use your Cortana box, if you go to, I think it's the fourth one down, you can actually give feedback to Microsoft about things that aren't working properly. But yeah, that's that's a nifty little feature, which obviously Windows 10, uh, not Windows 10, sorry, Xbox One owners will know about, especially if they're on the preview dashboard, you can give feedback with screenshots, etc. So that's something. Um, Dan, thank you for joining us again. Okay. Um, would you like to state what things you like about Windows 10 now? The most prevalent thing was probably the Xbox streaming app. So I tried it out the other day and I did it on a game of Dragon Age Inquisition and it actually streamed really well. Bear in mind, my internet download speed is 20 megabits per second, which is not great on average, and it still run ran pretty well. So I think they've done they've done their, they've done their homework on this on the whole streaming app. And it actually saved my ass the other day. Basically, I was in the front room playing Dragon Age Inquisition, and my little brothers come in, and they uh, start demanding to be allowed to watch the telly. Now, usually, I would tell them to get the F out, and then I'd slam the door. But this time, <clears throat> I smugly said, okay, switched the TV channel, uh, left the Xbox One running in the background, went out to the PC, played Dragon Age Inquisition. It's really that simple, and I really want to thank Microsoft for including the app, because now... I don't have to listen to my annoying little brothers. Yay! Um, other features I enjoyed, the Windows Edge browser. Oh, I have to say, I really like that. It's fast, clean, and efficient, and it's convinced me to stop using Google Chrome altogether. 
Uh, I really like the features such as being able to draw all over the web pages and then send screenshots to your mates as people and others in this podcast, of course, prob- are probably aware by now from the private chat we're in on Facebook. Finally, I have to applaud Microsoft on their choice to include elements from Windows 7 and Windows 8.1 and merge them. The desktop now looks stunning. It's clean, it's fast, and you can get what you want quickly without any hesitation. Um, you basically have the regular Windows 7 dashboard, which is really nice, as it is, in my opinion, uh, the superior to the Windows 8.1 tile system. But, then again, they also merge in the Windows 8.1 tile system, but not full screen. It comes up when you press the start button, and you get a little, it comes up in the little, in the corner of the screen. And it actually looks really good, and it's more efficient in the corner, because you can access all your apps there. I haven't got the chance to uh, use Cortana, as I said before. Unfortunately, she's not available to use in Ireland as of yet, but hopefully that will be rectified soon. So, I'm glad I upgraded awesome stuff so in in short you know there are there are definitely good points to windows 10 oh and the reason why luke didn't mention me is because i have no pro points for yeah. Windows 10. <laughs> yeah you nick my you nick my line again i was going to say steph's miserable <laughs> um so you know with everything that we've said today i think it's about time to wrap the podcast up so oh i got the story do you know why they called it windows 10 because 789 no we it's, it's basically because of um, the fact there are so many changes from Windows 8.1 to 10 that they felt 9 wouldn't be justified. The correct answer is that the legacy source code is uh, based on Windows 98 and uh, 95, and whenever the, they tried to put the code through, the first number that launched it was 95. So they realised that they couldn't put Windows 9 in uh, because it kept going back to the legacy code, and they couldn't strip it out because you need the legacy code there. So they had to jump to 10. Oh, I just, I'll just i give a third reason. It's because it's Microsoft and they can call it what the hell they want. <laughs> um, right, so let's wrap up. And um, I've got a couple of questions for you as well, Paul. Um, so with everything we've discussed today, who wishes that they'd waited and who's happy enough that they upgraded within the first week? I think I already know the answer to this. I think Dan, Scott and myself are happy enough that we upgraded. And I've got a funny feeling Steph wished that she'd waited. Yeah, 8.1 was perfectly sound. And there's not that many changes I've seen differently from 8.1 to 10. Right. So our verdict generally is that we like it. But obviously... If they ironed out the bugs... My Xbox app worked. I'd be happy. <laughs> That's fair enough. So, Paul, soon as you are yet to upgrade, obviously now we've told you the pros, I'm going to come back to you. Are you going to upgrade today or are you going to be waiting a while? And what are your reasons? Um, I'm going to wait a while. Uh, just for the... Even during your pros, there was still cons to those pros. Um, and I think just to have the... Like the difference between how I use the laptop just now and how I would use the laptop um, later on, there's not much of a difference. I know that with um, the game development and things like that, there's supposed to be a lot of new features within the sort of um, Windows 10 main, mainframe, but I'm not at that uh, stage in my development. So I'm going to hold off a bit until I know that a few of the other bugs are ironed out, and then I'll put it on. 
because overall I've got my Xbox um, and one of the things I did want was the Windows 10 for the phone because I've got a Windows phone so I wanted that but if you can only use the Xbox app on the same network I don't see a point in that at the moment because if it was on my phone I'd want to be able to access it say for example I'm sitting waiting on um, the midnight launch pre-owned game uh, sit with the phone and game on my own games while I'm waiting because generally you've got that two, three hour wait depending on when you turn up at your store. Yeah, I think you make some valid points as to why waiting. And it wouldn't actually surprise me if a lot of people do wait a bit longer because obviously if you look on the internet, you know, places are giving you fixes for this, fixes for that, etc. So, you know, there are definitely bugs in it and I think that will put quite a few people off. So obviously, as I said, generally the bias around here is that we like it. Um, but you know we'd like a bit of help from the listeners you know um what are your guys thoughts i mean you know you could let us know on our facebook page or via twitter um or comment below if you're listening on soundcloud you will also find the links to the facebook page and twitter there um, but that's all we've got time for this week um so it's been emotional and we hope to see you all again soon it's a goodbye from me and i'll let everyone else sign themselves off goodbye Orento is it uh good night from me folks thanks for listening there's only one left. Come on, Dan. Oh, Danny boy. You can do it, Dan. Can anyone Shh. do a robot impression? I did it. Bye, guys. Sorry about the fiasco there. I had it bloody muted. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Um, and we hope to bless your ears again soon. Bye-bye. See you later.